If you are hearing this, you have once again, it's Tune of the Consequence of Habit Podcast. Uh, this is your host, JT. I am, man, I am pumped about this episode. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Mr. Wes Hurt. Wes is the founder of Clean Cause Beverage. And if you don't know what they are, well, one, I, I hope you find out in this, this podcast, but two, I encourage you to check these guys out. See what they're doing. I mean, you want to talk about the, the, the epitome of impact investment? These guys are changing the game. Wes is a self-proclaimed drug addict, alcoholic, but that doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. What matters is what he, what he and his team at Clean Calls are doing. It's a beverage company. They're selling, they're selling uh, these caffeinated drinks. And 50% of all the profits goes to help people in recovery. Now, I'm not an expert in business, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that giving away 50% of your profits um, is not a model uh, most entrepreneurs follow. But it's been successful. I mean, these guys are, are the living embodiment of impact investment. They are providing a service, at the same time helping the community uh, become better. You know, this guy, is, it's the, the, when I talk about the obstacles away, this is exactly it. All the shit that this guy went through, uh, 20 years of addiction, it's almost that was his degree. He needed to go through that to, to, to have the impact that he's having now. I, I promise you, you will walk away from this conversation uh, inspired, inspired to, to, to do something. And if you guys want to try out this clean cause beverage, well, uh, hot damn, use the promo code capital COH25 and get 25% off your first order. And I'm warning you guys now, there is not much intro on this one. Wes and I jump right in. You know, I always have a short conversation with the guests, maybe say two to three minutes before I hit record. It helps give me a glimpse of what this person, what they're like in conversation. Maybe, I don't know if it, I don't even know if it makes a difference, but I try and tailor the, the you know, the, the, the way I ask questions or whatever, but man, Wes and I, we, we had, uh, we had non-romantic chemistry. <laughs> I mean, like from the time we jumped on, I could just tell we were like-minded in a lot of things and uh, he's an interesting dude. He brings a lot of energy and it was like, it was just blaring out of the screen uh, at me. I was, just, I was trying to keep up, trying to keep up with this guy. And uh, I really just really enjoyed uh, where this conversation went. And uh, I guess I'm going to let, I'm going to let him do his thing. And, and, and you know, I'm just going to let you guys actually listen instead of talking about it. So uh, without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Wes Hurt. Everybody, I'm excited about this one today. We are joined by Wes from Clean Cause, and I, full transparency, I had to hit record only because we we were jiving before I did that, and I feel like we're gonna we're, we're, we're you guys are gonna miss out on some of this this magic going on here. Ooh. So, uh, first, Wes, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. 
Thanks for having me. It's really a, it's a pleasure to be on here. You know, I, uh, I used to, well, 50% of me likes to hear myself talk and think I have bright ideas. And then the other one that's more, uh, more properly guided is that this is about um, spreading a message um, of, you know, of hope and trying to inspire people. And so um, trying to figure out how I can be of more service in that way versus how I'm perceived by people is something I'm trying to work on. But uh, what, a, what an opening with that word. There's my, there's my qualifier. It's, but it's exactly, do you question that? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to go deep right from the get go. Do you yeah. que- question the ego part? Because I'm only saying that because I've questioned it here. Like I like being out in front of people. I love talking about this cause, but w- where do those two things where do they meet and, and which, which side is, is driving the, the bus? Yeah, no, no, no. I think uh, it just depends what minute you ask me, you know, who offended me in the moment in quotes. Yeah. And now that I have to put on my ego hat to show them that they just don't get my vision, you know, something <laughs> just, you know, and then there's the flip side, which is just like waking up yesterday and dropping my kid off to kindergarten. Mm. Um, and, and then realizing amidst all of the turmoil of the world, anything that I chose to do in my past and where I am today, but like in that moment, it was about my boy going yeah. into kindergarten with this global chaos. But in that moment, that truth was still there. And like, I was actually present yeah. and, and like, that's rare for me to be able to do, um, or to have the blessing to do, but like, look, I mean, I, this is about perspective. Yeah. It's about, it's about per, an ever to me, it's about perspective, which we can dive into deeper. And I'm not, by the way, you just asked me, Wes, are you authentic or not basically? Or when is it? And when are you not? Or what's the motive and what's not? It's all, I'm an egomaniac with low self-esteem addiction or not. I've lived that way my whole life. I want affirmation. Hey, is there a good part of that? Yes. There's something that says we're going the right way and it inspires me to keep going. Then there's the other side that is to cover up maybe some shelter, uh, you know, some shit in my life or guilt or shame from the past that if you make me feel like I'm doing something better, that that starts to diminish, you know, some of that guilt or shame, which is not necessarily accurate. Um, It's about processing it for me, which I haven't done a lot of, a lot of the stuff I should. So, you know, I don't, you know, I, I think um, what I do know or what I do believe is regardless of what I tell you, my motives are at any given time that the human is powerful. Their instincts are powerful to sniff out authenticity or not. Yeah. And so instead of just saying, guys, I've arrived, I'm some sober prophet or, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll with perfection. No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a beautiful mess of a man. Mm-hmm. And I say that and in, in, in not to come up with something that sounded cool. I mean that like my life is, is beautiful, a beautiful mess, but I think it's really not that indifferent for most people who struggle with their own habits or whatever, whatever obstacles they have in their life. Yeah. I, I've struggled with it. I mean, I, I shouldn't say struggled. I've, I've been curious, right? So when you, you, you know, you get on a mic and you talk about uh, habits and I, and I really try to make this more about the, the guest that way it's almost like a cop out, like, eh, well, it's not me. Um, but when I may, but when I get on here and I talk about it, then it's, I just never want to come across like I got my shit together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I can, I can tell you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's, there's also these imposter syndromes or yeah. there's these, these subjects are so sensitive that, you know, you don't want to show up righteous and then though you have the full solution or any of that, like no one likes that. 
I don't give a shit if I liked it or anything. No one likes that in other people, in my opinion. They can recognize confidence, which is different from arrogance. Yeah. They can see resolve versus persuasion. They can see we have a, a, a really strong ability to sniff out. And so instead of saying that I've arrived and I'm good to go, I mean, I, I mix in some of the shit of that is still with me to let, just to say that, look, my life is being built as I fly it, you know, yeah. and as we're flying, it's, I have, I've, I've arrived nowhere yeah. uh, and, and I've arrived everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you've built something uh, that that is very impressive for, for a couple different reasons. Anyone who just starts a business and it, and it's successful, it to, is impressive within itself. Um, but when, when you take something that was an obstacle in your life, and, and, and I, I know there's a million stoic fans out there, mine and me included, to say like, hey, the obstacle is the way. Obstacle's the way. Yeah, but you've literally taken something that, uh, you know, you had habits that could have killed you. You know, and you've now built something that not only is uh, a profitable business, but you've thrown out a million lifelines to other people and you're trying to help them along the same path uh, to recovery that, that you found. Um, am, I, am I accurate in that description? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it also connects to what we just said about motives and things like that. You know, um, you know. When I, when I got sober the first time, I was like, I, don't, I didn't know if I had anything to offer the world because I had been inebriated for so long on opiates, all kinds of stuff. So you don't really know what is in and of yourself absence, uh, absent influences that are changing the way your biochemistry, quite frankly. So my point is, is like you take that away and then you're asking yourself, what am I? What do I? It's been 20 years since I looked in the mirror without any substances. Do I have, am I a creative person or was I just drunk and high all the time? Was I, am I a person that works hard or was I lazy just because of that? You know, it's like, there's like this reckoning of like your identity, or at least that was for me of going, dude, I don't really know what I am. If I take out the substances or the, or other aspects that weren't serving me over the last 20 years and, and trying to figure out what is now. And that was a weird place to be in because now you've, you've kicked out these negative substances, but now you're sitting in a place of like open white canvas, but at least it was for me of like, yeah. almost like that uh, Ben Stiller, like, who am I Right, 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 <laughs> you right. Know, looking into the reflection <laughs> in this, in the scary part is you've got, you've got no more scapegoats. You can't blame it on anything else now. Cause now it's reality. Now it's you. That I was just I was just talking to someone about it today. I was saying, you know, and this is an interesting connection to this, but it speaks to the categorical scapegoat in, in someone who's struggling with uh, addiction. Is I struggle with addiction, you know, uh, to a certain extent. And I, look, I'm speaking more for myself, but you know, I'll speak for half of the people out there just for fun, so they get upset. With me. No, you know, no, no, it makes it a little more productive. There's some yeah. friction now. You're engaged. Right. But um, the idea that um, now I'm blanking what I said because I'm thinking about what people are thinking about me. Uh, see, that's what happens. Um, you're, what ta- we- we're talking, you're talking about this morning uh, to, to somebody when we, we were talking about now you've got no one else to blame. You, you can't blame it on the, on the, the substances anymore. Yeah. When, when, it's amazing when you, when you strip all of the substances or people that you've leveraged in your life or manipulated and they step aside and not allow you to do that. Um, now you're faced with like this 
existential question, although you wouldn't say it in yourself like, whoa, now I don't have all of these variables that I was using. Like to your point, it's gone and I can't point at that. So now what is what? And I tell people like, hey, I think, and I like, I like that I can speak freely about this because I am in recovery. Whereas if you heard it from somebody who wasn't, everyone would be offended and arms up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is like, I say certain things like people will come to me and be like, Wes, I've done shitty thing. You know, I'm a piece of shit. I'm like, not really. I go, you know, when you do shitty things, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, I just follow them. I go, but you know what the flip side of that is, is when you stop doing shitty things, you, you stop being a piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm just speaking in their lexicon. And, and I, what I really mean is like, look, man, we're all imperfect. We're all going to make mistakes. And sometimes we make a 20 year mistake in quotes relevant to everything else that every other people are doing or relative, excuse me. But you know um, like this is our life. It's ours. We own it. And at some point, like when do we just take responsibility for our life fully? And know that, like, it's not anything anybody else is telling. It doesn't matter. You can choose to do whatever you want today. Yeah. It's your. You can go drink and die. You can go do anything you want. I know that sounds weird. It's yours. And sometimes I wonder, did I look at my life really as mine versus just saying, don't tell me what to do to everybody in the Mm -hmm. world? Was I really just saying, no, this is my life. I'm saying, don't tell me what to do because I value my practices and my positive habits and my North star and my values so much that my actions align with that with such continuity that I'm unshaken when someone challenges me. That's where I want to be. Yeah. That's the goal, right? I, you know, I, I talk about, I I talk about this, this idea of of being compromised that you've got this, this version of yourself and then you do things and you do it because, uh, you know, I, again, going back to the stillness of not liking maybe yourself, not liking uh, being by yourself and with sitting in between your own ears and, and just being uncomfortable. Right. And you do these things that compromise you. And so my question would be just, just I want to interrupt a half second. Why are we doing that? Why, why are we getting these, looking for these well, little why, why are we, I'm curious, why are we, we say it as a general statement and I agree we're uncomfortable in between our own ears. Yeah. Why? Me personally? Uh, it's a loaded oh, question. Sure. I don't know if it was rhetorical or not, but to me it speaks to kind of root cause stuff. But I, I interrupted you and I'm curious if we, if we can go back to that, it would be cool after you finish what you want to say. I'm just, I, I, I'm like, what causes what? There's correlations and there's causal relationships and they're completely different. But go ahead. Sorry. But, but that's, you, we're really actually getting to the same point because that's, that's it. It's trying to connect for me, what's con- is connecting uh, emotion with action and then your actions with the emotions. So those, those things wrapped up in themselves and trying to figure out like, hey, I did something really shitty. Well, why did you do it? Because uh, I, was, I was hurting and, and this made me feel good for like a really short period of time. Yeah. It made yeah. me feel alive. Um, but the shelf life on it was really short. And now I feel even worse than when I started doing that. Like, wow, man, it's, it's like, it seems like it should be the, most, the simplest thing in the world. Like, hey, don't do that. Don't do it. Because you're going to feel like crap about yourself. But- for whatever reason, um, you know, it goes back to the human experience, right? We're, we're, we're flawed. And, um, I mean, I've been thinking about that for myself lately. I've had some behaviors that I'm like, dude, why am I doing that? <laughs> like, no, I'm re- and I'm really just trying to find for myself. 
Like, no, dude, not in, in a meeting or in a podcast. Like, why are you doing that? Are you allowed, are you willing to even get gut honest with myself is what I'm asking myself. Like, seriously. I mean, that speaks to full ownership of my life, which I never had before because I was blaming people. And it doesn't mean that the two things can't be true at the same time. Yes, It's true that people can hurt you. And it's true that you should take full responsibility for your life, in my opinion. Yes. But they're not necessarily in, you know, codependent or interdependent or any of that. It's, I think when we conflate the reason for X, Y, or Z being, I think that, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up 50,000 foot view. I think there's a, 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 a um, epidemic in, a, in, in terms of a misunderstanding behind what a root cause means and the difference between a correlation and a causal relationship. I'm telling you, I know it sounds so crazy, but the number of times I have conversations and I say, why? I say, why? Because I just want to drill down further. I want to go to the roots. I don't want to look at the leaves. We all know the leaves. We're talking about all of them. I'm saying, what are you watering it with? That just, what are you watering it with? If you don't start there and you're looking at the light bulb and it's not turning on, but you, the thing's not even plugged in. <laughs> like, what do we, how do we look at things and, and undercomplicate things? Undercomplicated mm-hmm. by going, I don't need Sigmund Freud to tell me why I'm feeling. Ins- I know that I was rude to someone because I was jealous of them yesterday. And, and that for me and admitting and owning that is really simple. And then it's gone. I don't have to throw it in some like big bucket of like, well, I don't know. I'm just human. I'm going to be a jerk. No, let's get honest. You were jealous because of that girl he was with or vice versa or the way he talked to your girl, period. And it's because you have insecurity and you might not know where the insecurity came from, but you damn well know you were jealous. So own it or not and figure out how to deal with it. And by the way, these are aspirational things for me. <laughs> I'm not, like I said, this is not me. This is where I'm moving towards. So, I mean, I'm, do you find you're good? And, and this is not, this doesn't mean you. This is the first time we've ever talked, but yeah. um, I, I think I'm, I, I'm good at, at seeing it. You know, like I can, I can sniff my own out. Right, I can see the the, the guy or the, or the woman next to me that's like minded, who probably has some of the same issues I have, and I can tell him what to do. Um, I can read Atomic Habits four times, and I can tell you all about that book. But can I implement those things in my own life? That's man, that's where that's like the crux. And, and to me, that I came up with this little saying for myself, and again, it's like a saying I came up with, but I don't do, but it speaks to that. Do you believe what you say you believe? Do right, you right or do down. you not? Because, because I don't know about you, but I'm not, in quotes, judging people based on what they say all the time. I watch them because that's what we know. I tell people all the time they're asking for business advice. I'm like, you want to differentiate? Be authentic, but not not the Forbes magazine that talks about authenticity. Authenticity goes deeper than they even know, which is something that you don't have to explain to someone that you're authentic. They feel you don't have, you don't write it. You don't know words. Nothing. It's the human experience to know how all of the senses come in. The tone, the effect. You know the affect. Excuse me. The demeanor. The word choice. The the, the, all of that, 
is all, are all the variables that are going into this filter that then our human instincts, in my opinion, sift out and say, I, I already know everyone's not perfect. I'm not looking for anyone perfect because it doesn't exist. But what I'm looking for is that, hey, everyone has shit. Are they willing to ex- just admit that they do? Because that is what we connect on. That is. That's that's what lowers the the barriers that we put up. You know, before before I hit record, we were talking about like, hey, like, how do we how do you level the playing field? Because in the you know, I'm 45. I grew up watching movies where I saw people in rooms and and, and they was always in the dark room and and it was in the the basement of uh, some church and they're handing around shitty coffee and and then I then I was in those rooms as an adult and it wasn't that far off. Like they were kind of dead on at least in my own experiences. Yep. But before we got on, we talked about that, you know, uh, Joe Blow, who, who, who can't stop watching porn or can't get off their phone or is addicted to work or whatever it is, how do we level that playing field and t- say, hey, listen, you've got the exact same thing that the guy in the, in the, in the basement of the church, church has. You have the exact same thing. You are looking I, for a little, you, look, you want to be distracted because you don't like what's going on. I th- I, no, you're dead on. So I think, I think that you, in my opinion, we have to figure out a way to speak in terms of root causes. Because, because again, I always use this metaphor or visualization for myself because it's the simplest for me. And I'm looking out my front window and I have a massive magnolia tree. And I'm looking at some yellow dead leaves hanging and I'm looking at some growing on the outside. Um, but again, what are you watering it with? Mm. And so my, my question is when we talk about habits, good or bad, or if that's what the podcast is, is what habit am I doing good or bad is producing the leaves either alive or dead, but stop looking at the leaves for a minute and say, what am I nurturing? What is the habit in and of itself and saying that I am pouring miracle grow or oil (laughs) on it. And then I'm asking why the leaves are dead. And so, so to me, like, honestly, I want to undercomplicate life. And the reason I want to do that is because we're overstimulated. Mm. We already know there's COVID, all these movements, all the weather, the pandemic, like everything is screwed. It's all screwed, but it's exactly the way it's going to be. And we still don't control that other than our individual efforts, which I won't go into, but I'm just saying, yes, you are not victims to all of it. But my point is, it's like, you know, um, my point is that I don't know what my point is. <laughs> That's the truth. I was going somewhere, I thought, but um, I got lost. Well, we haven't even covered uh, what clean, clean cause you, I and mean, you've probably, you've probably said it so many times that you're like, you know, you're done with it, but let's talk about. No, 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 I'm not. I, Good. I think I can do it more effectively, quite honestly. Your Good. viewers will not have to hear like the 95 minute version. I can condense it into what matters. So uh, I'm going to zip through this and you can stop just sure. interrupt me at any point and say, can you drill down a little bit deeper? Other than that, I'm just going to condense it. So my bad habit or addiction or whatever you want to call it within this, you know, um, and within my life, which I, I could call it all things, you know, they weren't positive though. And they, they resulted in le- dead leaves and me asking why are all these leaves dead? And, and it was 20 years ago in high school, 20 plus years ago, I'm 43 now. 
Um, I, you know, I, I started drinking, experimenting like most people do in my opinion. And, uh, but it stuck with me. And then over time I kept using it. And I know now just to change the way I feel because I just didn't like it, but, and I liked the escape it allowed. And so it did its job. You hear a lot of time is like alcohol and drugs worked until it didn't. Yep. And that's the truth. Yep. It did. And it's just that weird statement, but it was effective uh, as anesthetizing um, my inability to want to feel my raw emotions and, and to even go any further to understand what they were coming from. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and, and over 20 years, I, you know, I lived in, eight, you know, I went to six rehabs, one psych ward. My first rehab I went to 25 years ago. Um, and, and it's crazy when I think about that. 25 years ago, I went to my first rehab. Wow. And I got sober seven years ago. I celebrated seven years a few weeks ago, but, um, and seven years and I'm like, what the heck? But right before I got sober is when it really crescendoed, which is maybe typically a good comment or something. I don't know. I'm not that great at vocabulary, but it's when it hit its peak, if you will, my addiction and kind of my reckoning, which was I'd switched to opiates. And within two years of getting sober, um, Two years before getting sober, I started popping a couple pills a day. And by the end, I was popping 30 to 35 a day. I was smoking crack. I was drinking. I got kicked out of the house. I was fired from a business. Everybody in my life, which I spoke to about individuals that I could leverage or manipulate, I only needed one person I could find. Mm -hmm. And if I could get them in my corner in any way, then I could rationalize and justify my use uh, just because they were so unfair or whatever it was. But when we stripped all of that away, I was sitting there by myself, with myself, no one else around. And that's why I speak also about ownership of our own lives, because it was the first time that I just, I, I can dream of excuses to blame people all day, but they, the substantive ones had been removed and I knew it was categorical. And what happened was I found myself saying, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to die. And it was the first time in my life after 20 years of use that I actually believed I was going to die. I never believed that before one time. Yeah. I was just living life, living La Vida Loca, rocking and rolling and doing what we do. Uh, but that brought me to that moment of saying, hey, you know, I was living in a warehouse. I've been kicked out of my, my house. I was living in a warehouse office with another homeless guy. Um, he was a crack addict and we, were, we had that bond. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I hung out in the cemetery every single day for nine months and wanting to commit suicide and, um, and not knowing how I could do it and ensure that it would be done and I wouldn't be just alive. And then also, um, for me, it was asking, uh, the God that I believe in to give me a sign to say it was okay. Um, and cause I just didn't want to be here anymore, yeah. you know, but, um, I didn't get the green light on that. And, uh, but I also wasn't inspired about recovery. I was kind of in this existential angst, this limbo of not wanting to live or die. Um, but, you know, through a lot of different circumstances and, and things, some, some that I would claim supernatural, you know, got on the road to recovery, had a moment of clarity, if you will, just to make them do the next right thing enough times in a row. To, to get the momentum to stay on the, the wagon. And I say in the traditional sense, stay on the wagon, but just keep going the right direction. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that all created my story, if you will, this chaos of 20 years of drugs and alcohol and, and not the inability to communicate with people in a productive way to produce like meaningful relationships, no understanding of intimacy, which I still struggle with big time, like massively. Um, you know, what that looks like, what is unselfish love, 
you know, what is love? Like, I'm still there. Like, what is love? You know, um, you know, admittedly, you know, when you get in recovery to me, it's, it's, it, you know, we've talked about it. I, I call addiction my flavor of affliction, but we all struggle with one. And that's that human condition. We all have a battle. We all have things up against us, but um, I'm so grateful for mine because you know, something my whole life I've been searching for and I didn't articulate it this way when I was younger because it's a little more sophisticated thinking, but this idea of purpose mm. and why and constantly wondering why, 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 what's the purpose? What's the meaning? What am I supposed to do? Why? Like, I don't get anything. And I don't know why that, 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 I don't know why that spirit of questioning was always in my spirit, but it was. And, and I guess what I'm, what I'm getting to is that my, my addiction and my bad habits and all the, whatever you want to led me to my freedom and having awareness at one point to say, Oh crap, I would never design my life in a way that you, I would have to almost lose it to find it. No one would. Um, and so which I, 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 it's kind of surreal because it still feels just weird. I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. I've always loved to be one. I always wanted to, to reach the masses with something. I didn't know what it was, but no way did I think that my story was going to be part of an entrepreneurial venture that was born of just such destruction. And so I, I'm, I'm going to jump in there just because when you take 20 years out of your life and you're not present for 20 years, Yep. That, that like that is to me. I I imagine the 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 arrested development that goes along with that um, is massive. So you got a short window to try and get your shit together, and not and, and when I say shit together, I mean unpack w- w- the why I did these things. And you can uncomplicate it all you want, but there's still a lot of just you got this emotional awareness is is um, oh it's hard as hell. It's a big. Leap. I mean. To your, so just, just to be honest for your viewers and let them know where I'm at in my life right now, it's like I just, um, I just went through a divorce over the last 18 months. And, um, you know, again, you don't get sober to get divorced, but you also start to realize after you remove the substances and you start to dive deeper and peel back the layers of the onions that, that like we said, that, that's just a little component of your life. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, I don't have an addiction problem. I have a living one. Mm. And, and someone said that recently and I was like, Oh damn. That's deep. I was like, I don't, I don't have a bad habits problem. I have identifying the good ones problem or, or whatever, however you would. But when they said that it hit me differently, it speaks to this idea of not running from our habits. It's running bad habits. It's running towards better ones. It's not from, it's to. It's not dark, it's light. You're not, if you constantly point of relativity is how bad and shameful and all that I am, and then that became part of my martyrism or people to know how uh, self-aware I am because I'm such a piece of shit, which is what I did at the beginning. <laughs> and, and, and I got a lot of a lot of cheer. People get sick of that after a certain point of time. You're allowed to do that for a little bit. And then the rest of it needs to be redemption, come back, next right thing, move your feet and stop being pity party, you know? So I've lived in all of these spaces in seven years of like, you know, jailhouse Jesus to, to like, woo, to AA, 
to freaking ayahuasca. I didn't take ayahuasca, but I'm saying, hey, I'm just looking at these ideas of like, I've gone all over the place because of what you said, 20 years. If you really, really think about it, and then you even go look at the science of developmental times that happened. Yeah, I was a full-blown arrested yeah. development. I still listen to Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> right, right. That's from the 90s, yeah. and that's when I started doing drugs. No joke. My playlist is from the 90s. It's so insane. I'm like, whoa. It's like a, it's like a time um, machine. It's like you woke it, up from a time machine. You're yeah. 20 years older, and now, now you got to figure stuff out. Uh, yeah, and it's not everybody else's responsibility. It's mine to also be able to identify what you just said so I can put it into context that says, hey, dude. You have a long road back in theory for the for everyone else, the way that they see life. But your victories and exponential gains happen daily because it's such contrast to the way you've lived. And we distill all that down to say, at the end of the day, we all have life only. Mm. We just have life and it's not given. So that's why I kind of talked. I, I'm saying a lot of different things, but it's, it's speaking to perspective and an honest assessment of the people around you to understand like, dude, they've been living life. They've been living life with their, their own struggles and their own things. They, they have their own. <laughs> You're not unique, Wes, in that sense. So how do you show up after you're saying, now I'm showing up, like you say, in the human condition, which is something we can relate to regardless of what your habit or addiction is. It's just, we're trying to figure things out. That, that whole thing of not being unique. I mean, there, that's something that needs to be reminded to everyone a lot because we get wrapped up in our own story and we go, no, 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 you're different. You're different. See, I, see, I have this problem and I'm, the only other people that will get me are this (laughs) little group of people. (laughs) Yeah. You don't, Hey, you don't get me. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. What a loaded comment. I mean, you you categorically don't get me. It's like, okay, Okay. well, I think that you have blood in your body. Can we start there in a heart that pumps blood through you? Where where can we start with the similarities? Okay. Yeah, when when you break it down and and you talk about making things less complicated, um, you do this because because you don't like yourself or you don't like it. And then these people do the same thing. We like nothing. is. We're not that fucking different. We're not. We are so, we are so much similar than any of us ever really want to know or admit in a society that is trying to celebrate individualism to the point where you get more followers on Instagram. Like if that's the, if the, if the KPI for, for value and uniqueness is the number of likes you have, then cool. That is that world. But, but dude, you know, like, and I hate to say it like this, but like Kobe Bryant, I just got to bring this up. When Kobe Bryant died, it hit me differently than most. I don't, I'm not even a huge basketball fan and I don't particularly love Kobe Bryant as a player. I know he's awesome. And I know he's one chance. I know all of that. Yeah. But what I think that did for America in a very, provocative way in the world was to say, yo, Kobe Bryant had everything. And guess what? He's gone. And that's so sad. And his daughter is, but he's gone. He does not have tomorrow to do the next right thing. Who gives a shit about your judgment about him, his marriage and all stuff. That guy 
his life was unreal and the challenges he had to face, we could never relate to in that sense, but we can relate to just, you know, um, the challenges. My point in bringing that up was, is that when a Superman was taken, who had everything, it level set me to realize, whoa, it is only life. That is the only thing of all the other stuff of every other thing that we can talk about is that you and I are not guaranteed to even live the rest of today. And, and that speaks a little bit to your obstacles, the way in stoicism about the idea of, of how acutely aware you are of the frailty of life so that you can appreciate and live it that much more fully. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and, and it's, it was actually my dad. He's, 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 He's getting up there and, and, you know, he's talking about like your stages of life and this, this being towards the end. And sure. I mean, uh, statistically you're, you're, you're probably right, but it, it could all end. I mean, uh, you know, it could all end. We could be on this podcast this very second, right? And yes. it's all over. You don't know. Um, Which also speaks to, you know, it also speaks to like, you know, people said this before and it's typically like, They'll, I don't know when people say this. You, you can help me out, but you know, you've heard this where they say, um, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah. You know, you'll say like, what is your legacy? And it's like, if you were asked that question on a daily basis and you had to answer it each morning, would your activities that day be different than if you didn't ask that question? I think the answer is yes. 100%. Because, you know, I look at like other simple things like Christmas morning. Do people treat people better on Christmas morning when they're out and about? You're damn right they do. Everybody does. I open more doors. I say more thank yous. I give more to homeless people. Why aren't we doing that daily? What, what happened on Christmas to make us think that that's the day that we act? And I'm saying me, I'm an asshole. Day after Christmas, I'll wreck you yes. on, the, on the highway. I'm like, why are you cutting me off with all this fresh gratitude? Why don't we act like it's Thanksgiving or Christmas every day? I don't know what the answer is, but the question I do have is, if we acted as though someone asked us, how do you want to be remembered? And what you do today will be the only thing that people get to see. How would you act? Dude, I would act totally differently yeah. I w- or, or a lot differently. I don't know what, how productive that is really. Or I mean, <laughs> I just, I, here's why I mean that. How many, how many YOLOs have you heard? Do people really live like YOLOs real? Uh, I'm going to say no, 100%. No, 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 we don't because it would change what we did today after this podcast. If I really believe that with every freaking ounce of me, which I do, but if I actually had that value or belief and I believed it, like we talked about, dude, that's the compass. It is. If you can figure that out and go, dude, we're not guaranteed anything at all. Why can't we just simple on that simple reality and not let it become desensitized to go, yeah, I know that, and walk off? Yeah. It's like, no, it's true. So, sorry, I get pumped up about that because lately I've been, like, even in self-pity or whatever it was, over my divorce or my shame over that mm. and my guilt about how it may affect my children down the road because I couldn't stay in a marriage and make it love and, and yeah, follow yeah, through yeah. with the st- storybook you know, the storybook and, and I'm in recovery and I'm like, shit, maybe I'm not doing recovery. Right. Because I couldn't even stay in, stay in a marriage with one person. I want to save the world, but couldn't figure out how to save my marriage. Like what's up with that? 
You know, that's a hard pill to swallow and the pill being Advil. Okay. But, um, cause I, <laughs> all right. But yeah, I'm all over the place a little bit. Yep, right now. Yep, no, I'm going to, I'm going to redirect you. Um, we're going to get back onto you. All right. So you're in recovery. Uh, and then at some point this, this idea of, of what ends up becoming. Oh, cool. Cool. So yeah, thanks for reeling me back in. Um, <laughs> the, the, so you get sober. I don't know if I have anything. I basically just don't know what I'm made of. I'm a vehicle sitting there and I don't know if I have a six, six cylinder, eight cylinder, if I have lights or not, I just don't know. So I'm sitting there and, and, um, and then I had this, in, this inspiration, man. I just did that. I said, I, I'm going to use my story, man. I'm going to use something that is so offensive to me right now in the moment and, and so guilt driven and shame driven. I'm going to flip the script. And I don't know how that's going to work necessarily, but I'm going to give half the profits away from some company to drive recovery and to support that. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. I literally had this feeling. And then all of a sudden I got like a flicker in my belly or wherever that comes from. And I knew, man, I knew right away. And, and I go, oh crap, this is it. And I go, just go. So I walk out of this meeting. I get in the car. I was, I was in a 12-step meeting. And I call my sister and I go, Meredith, I have an idea. I'm going to launch a company and I'm going to get 50% of the profits away to support people in recovery. And it's going to be called Sober. And she goes, oh, she goes, I love the idea, but the name, she goes, I don't really want to carry something called Sober. Everyone's going to think I'm an alcoholic. And she goes, how about clean? And I'm sitting there. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because of how quickly it all evolved. And so I'm sitting there in a 12-step meeting. I think of the 50% using my story. I get in the car and I'm driving home. I call her and tell her it's sober. She says she's not, and she says clean. Then I'm driving home and I'm like, yeah, but we have a cause. It just doesn't feel complete. And then I'm sitting there driving and I clean clean cause, dude, that's it. The C's hit, you know? And I was like, clean cause, that's it. And so now they know, and it's a double entendre. What will our product be? And then, I, you know, before I got home, I settled on water. And part of the thinking was, look, everybody needs water, and they don't like it dirty. And so I'm like, and I'm pretty sure I can get water in a bottle with a label on it. And within a couple of months, we had 40 cases of bottled water in my garage, and I was selling it out of the back of my truck door to door. And that's where it started, man, and it just went. And I look back, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying I'm so brilliant or anything. It just kept coming, the stream of consciousness. And it was like the next right thing that I was just willing to listen to. And I said, fine, let's go. Fine, let's go. How does 50% shake out when you tell investors you want to give half the money back that they're investing to make? That doesn't sit well. Imagine not. That doesn't work. Not only that, and, you're, you're telling me, I listen, uh, 50% of these margins, right? Like I, 50% is gone. Um, it, what, yeah. what, what's your background in business? Oh, I don't have one because for the past 20 years, I've, I've, I've had this substance misuse problem, but I, I, would, I, would love, I would love to work with your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, exactly. Hey, I just got sober. I've got, an, I've got an idea to give away half your money. Oh, I'm going to sell water, the most competitive commodity there is in CPG. You want in? Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. So, you know, but um, that's how we started, man. And then, yeah, we just started hustling. And then, you know, I've got a lot of gratitude to Austin, Texas, super dope city that people were willing to lean in and say, hey, we're, we're willing to give you a shot, whatever that meant. Like, we'll try this. And then uh, in, in the sense of retailers giving it a shot to bring it in. And, and then, well, go ahead. Yeah, there's only a couple of towns I think this works. And I could be wrong. I mean, in, in my opinion, means nothing. 
but but you're in such a you're in a town where where they are are so open minded to unique things and willing to give it a shot that I think that uh, you know the, the, the plans were aligned right to to make something like this kind of come to fruition. Bingo! The environmental factors were were um, beneficial. There's no question. They they were they they maximized our chances of pulling off something crazy like this. And so I have massive gratitude to Austin. Uh, because they received it and then they started supporting it. And even without, you know, even with them knowing that we were building this as we were flying it, because we, we, we don't know all the answers, but. At what point are you like, oh shit, this is real. And we, this is like, at what point was there buy-in from people that you knew you were maybe in over your head? Like, <laughs> like, like I've just sold an idea to people that are supposed to know better. And so this thing oh. is real. Well, you know, if you're me to get gut honest with you, um, you know, imagine, imagine if I relapse, dude, I mean, I get it. I want to, I, you know, blow my head off and it's, and, but it's also like, but I'm not perfect, but I'm not saying that so I can use again. I'm just saying that cause it's a real, and I didn't realize, I guess, um, I don't know, man. It, it's, it, I've carried a heavy burden that I chose to put on myself and, and, and the expectations that I think people might have of me, although they're not even thinking about me. They're thinking about their own lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my point is, is you internalize all of this. And then I started realizing, you know what? My end over the head was not that the business wasn't going to work. I know it will work because we're speaking to the human spirit and you can't engineer that. And if the cause is good and the impact's real and the preservation of the integrity of the give back is there, it's not going to stop. I can't stop that. I'm, I'm smaller than that. It's bigger than you know. Yes. But what I did was, and it took me to some dark places of going, fuck, am I a fraud or am I this? Or if I'm jerking off or if I'm doing the things that I would do, I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, I've put my, I've, I've kind of orchestrated like the worst thing for myself and the most beautiful thing. But, um, I, I think you, that, that authenticity of even saying that stuff, I think mitigates a lot of that. The, the fact that you're even vocalizing that, um, cause people would, I think people would get that because once you put yourself out there, because it's vulnerability, Hey, I'm, I'm starting this business. This is what we're doing. This is what the, 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 the background I had. There's no guarantee that those same things that haunted me will not haunt me again. Hey, what, what, if, what, if, what if I make a ton of money off of this? I've never had a ton of money. How will I behave with a ton of money in a society that celebrates the rich, the successful, all of that? Would I change? Yeah. Will, I change will my heart of giving change? Will, will all of the, I don't know. Yeah, and none of us I, do, right? And I want to say it won't, but look, I'm starting to talk to celebrities and shit now all the time. <laughs> and, and, and I don't want to kiss their ass, but they're a celebrity and your society has told you X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, I'm cautious. I'm scared about those things now. Do you, do you ever, do you ever worry about, um, you have skills in, and I'm, I'm I gotta be careful on this. This isn't you. I'm not talking no, about it's you. Fine. I don't care. Uh, Anyone who's in substance misuse has skills in in manipulation, yep. in in packaging things that 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 may not be real, yep. um, convincing people of one thing, knowing the opposite. And would yeah. would money and fame 
bring those things out? And, and these are questions I'm asking myself. I, I you know, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's so difficult cause you don't want to share that with the people you love. Yes. Because, because the, the reality is, is the reason I want to talk about it is not because I'm setting up a provision to do it. I'm trying to have an honest conversation about the reality, the statistical realities, um, the, the societal influences that people, if I told them, I'm like, look, if you won the lottery today, you're going to tell me what you're going to do with it, but that's not what you're going to do. <laughs> right. And I go, so and I can guarantee you that because we can go look at every person who has won it's and a- watch what almost all of them, yeah. almost all of them lose everything. Yeah. It's a predictable behavior. Exactly. And so I'm scared. Yeah, man. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, you know, I, my life's so good, but like, you know, you, I, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. And, and you know what have I, you know, I look at this stuff and it's like, I'm a capitalist and, and I've leveraged recovery and addiction. I say that I'm leveraging it. You know what? I sell caffeine, an addictive substance, and I'm trying to get you to switch from another addictive substance to mine. And what I tell people is, you're damn right. We're going to fight fire with fire. Mm. And I believe that. And the reason I say that is because you have to create a ton of money. If you want to hire the brightest minds, in my opinion, to go after this with everything you have. Mm. You have to have the resources. Why are there not the greatest minds in philanthropic spaces? Because they, they made money. Yeah. They're capitalists or they're incentivized. Why doesn't government work? Because it's not incentivized. That's my opinion and not a political leaning. It's just an extrapolation from business and what I've seen. And I'm like, look, if you don't, if you're not asked to do anything or not rewarded or whatever, you don't do anything. But um, yeah, so I've definitely, and I've been open about that though, dude. And that's been freeing because they'll go, well, you're getting people or they'll say, Hey, Wes, you know, you use clean, you know, and I've had moms who've lost their sons or daughters email me and say, you know, essentially screw you. Mm. And and they're like, the fact that you use clean as though that spoke to the spirit of who my son was and that he died dirty. Fuck you. Uh, And I'm like, and that's not anything I ever anticipated coming. And, And I've gotten it several times and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, the reality is, is if I'm being honest, how did it affect them regardless of how I wanted it to be? And, and where the spirit in me has changed over the last couple of years is to invite them in versus to defend. And that is to say, hey, what, how, do you, how do you see it? And then, and then you're going to give me the opportunity to say, wow, there's the possibility that other people see it that way. And I want to recognize that as being real. Mm. And I also want to reiterate where I am. Now, if you want to keep debating after that, I won't do it. I'll say goodbye. But will I give you the, the opportunity to share something that could be more broadly uh, representative um, uh, point of view so that, that they understand that that's not what our position is? And then absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so, you got you to distinguish whether that person is just in so much pain. They're just trying to lash out compared to somebody who's just truly finds offense in something. Um, I know, dude. And, like, and, and words are powerful. Yeah. But like if you told me West, you know that scientifically the word, if it's a five letter word and it happens to be clean, that, that something happens in your brain to where someone then if you if someone's showing me those things or trying to tell me those things or try to educate me on them, 
it, that I need that. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why we're bringing in subject matter experts now as we really start to scale to galvanize our give back, to galvanize the, the integrity of the words we use, to galvanize the invitation and the spirit of what we want, which is agnostic, open, inclusive. That doesn't mean all of my beliefs are, but that's not the space for the Clean Cause platform. Clean cause is a platform where it all can exist, but I will bring my own opinions when asked off the record or on the record, depending on if it does the greatest good, because I'm trying to subscribe or to follow the Hippocratic oath. Just do no harm, man. Mm -hmm. Just do no harm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's gotta be a weird transition to go from something that is, that is Wes Hurt. He's got this product to, it's now become bigger than you. So not all of my views belong in here. It's bigger. No, exactly. Yep. If asked, I'll I'll give them as long as it's not going to diminish or compromise what we're doing. But, but like people will say, are you a Democrat or a Republican West? Do you believe in abortion or not? Did you vote for Trump or not? You know, or did you vote for Biden? Like I get it all. And people want me to put a stake in the ground. Yeah. And the problem is I said, I will not allow that to happen to, to compromise the good in the apolitical, the open, the inclusive, the agnostic platform that we have created so that people can find their own truths more clearly. Mm. And so maybe there's a bait and switch in it. Don't care. I don't know. I mean, it's not an ulterior motive I can explicitly share with you, but I'm just saying, hey, I have my own views. Yes. Uh, You know, I'm a capitalist. That's why I did 50%, not 100%. But I'm also a capitalist to understand that you can use something that is seen on the outside as bad for good. Yeah. And now you can have your cake clean and drink it too. And so guess what? That is my formula. And, and you know what? I hope American businesses subscribe to this and pick it up and understand that not only you can make more money by giving it away. That's what people don't realize. You want to differentiate in society? You want to? Go back to the things and do the things we all say we want to be. Just do them yeah. and watch what happens. It's radical. And, and I don't do it all the time, but when I do, it's insane because it, it is undeniable to the other person that that value is what you're willing to put out of your mouth and then stand next to. So they believe you no matter what, if they agree with you. And that is huge. That's what I actually want to get into is that. You know, we talk about impact investments, and, and that is a that's a hot topic, right? Or, or a hot term. You hear it a lot. ESG and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, you know, and I and I always make sure I'm not a. You probably you probably sympathize with this, maybe not, but this whole thing of saying something and, and making sure you don't come across as a fraud, at least in your own mind, in this echo chamber here. But of of, of doing something greater than you or bigger than you, and what that does for you personally. Right, we, like we've spent so much time chipping away at this at, at our at our own um, sense of of self worth. So for twenty years, you're doing something that's compromised. I, I've got my twenty years of doing something that, uh, you know, I was a slave to, and now I do something that's that I, I in my own mind I perceive as bigger and greater than 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 me, and then and there's a very selfish thing because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good about my about myself. Um, see, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, of the proper amount of, uh, feel good for yourself. I am. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, if you, if you come from it, from a purely fundamentalist standpoint, 
there's no space for celebration. There's no space for fallibility. There's no space for grace. There's no space for human. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just yeah. human. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. God, what the hell was my even point? Uh, oh, but you were saying this. selfish. And, and so, look, do I feel good or, or does it, uh, there's times where I feel kind of almost manic from head to toe from the possibilities. Um, because like, I mean, I think some crazy shit, some people will, will say to me like, dude, you're probably going to be famous. And, and I'll say this, I'll be like, nah, but I'm like, Oh shit. Am I going to be famous? <laughs> right, this very good and, and I'm like, I'm not saying I want to be, there's a part of me that's the sick part that says, sure. But then I'm like, I already know what that does because I've seen it a million times and the people are miserable who are famous. All most of them, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but now why is that even thought coming into my mind? And then I'm like, Oh shit. You know? So it's like, it's just next level of runaway stuff. And that's why I'm like, you know, I don't get dressed up for meetings. I don't show up differently. I just come the way I am. And, and people will tell me like, Hey, you're this. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what I am. I just want to keep going. And I'm trying not to change that much other than to something that's better version of me. Mm. Like that's my goal. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm really excited. I mean, I just found out literally right five minutes before we got on the phone that a massive celebrity is coming on board with clean in a very authentic way. Like it's going to be huge. And I can't even believe it. I'm like, oh, God. And I can because we've been working on it, but the final answer came five minutes before. Dude. And this person is not doing it for the money. And, and when it comes out in the news, it's going to just go boom. But I'm like, damn, you know, it's, this thing is so much bigger than me. And I'll tell you one thing that really hit me, and this is for anybody involved in their own stuff and, and for you even, for all of us to say, the cause that you're fighting for or that you're supporting is bigger than you mm. and it deserves more than you. It, when my investor said, Wes, the cause deserves it. He just took me out and I go, wait, what about me? Oh, wait, you didn't even, you said the cause and something happened in my brain where, where it took me from being me and everybody else is watching me to going, oh, okay, so there's this cause here. I'm not fully in the herd because I do like to be unique, but I'm now looking at this thing going, dude, this, the cost does deserve the best. If we give a shit about the people that are struggling out there and you know what happens when our lives are redeemed and you have a chance to fully engage in life and the relationships and those small things of holding your kids or dropping them off the kindergarten that you could have never fathomed of how important they would be because you would think a one-week bender might be better. no. It's being present there in those moments and that feeling that is unfreaking believable. Why do we have amnesia and forget about it ten minutes later? I don't know. That's right. but, somebody, but, somebody just said to me, "My my rememberer is broken and has got yeah, in recovery." But, but to go full circle and then just to ask you, you know, how you see habits playing a role in the sense of like, you know, typically when I hear habits, it's I, I'm typically hear it as bad. I don't know why. You know, it's just, it sounds like bad. I know habits can be good. I think yeah. of those as almost disciplines for some reason. I don't know why a habit's bad, but I guess my question would be for you, what habits do you do um, that you think, you know, because I'm curious, I really am, as an edu- like what habits do you do that are good habits now that you think, if you had your top two, that contribute to the foundation of your life? I know that's a weird question. No, 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 it's, it's not because I, I – 
I, I host this thing. We have a nonprofit under the same name, and I ask myself the exact same question. So um, <laughs> I, I, I would say there's there's two things, and one of them, um, it's there's one I do for myself, and then there's one I do for for other people. And I will say that the the way I even got into a twelve step program is I've been questioning alcohol and my my proponents uh, to use it in, in uh, for an everyday thing um, for a long time, and and I knew it was compromising a bunch of shit in my life. So there's a guy I go to a rock climbing gym a lot, right? And there was a guy that goes to this climbing gym, and he. Uh, like I said, I can smell my own. I can tell people, I can see it. And, and I, I was saying to my wife, I'm like, uh, man, I got this feeling like, uh, doesn't drink, doesn't drink. Right. Um, and I ended up saying something to him. I said, Hey, he was doing, he was working out a bunch and he's older. He's, you know, he's older than me. And I, I said, Hey man, I'm, I'm trying to work out some more. And, and I th- I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try and stop drinking. I said, Hey, do you, do you drink? And he says, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sober. I've been sober for 14 years. And he, you know, I kind of lit up. I'm like, ah, oh, it's great. It's so cool. Uh, you know, how did you do it? Now, that's the question, right? How did you do it? Yeah. And he explains it. Doesn't go into a whole lot of depth. But from that day on, that was two and a half years ago, uh, five to six days a week, I get a text every single morning from this guy. Sometimes four in the, 4.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, maybe six. And, and dude, I'll get, I'll get teary. I even talking about like to, to, to have somebody that gave a shit enough to do that every single day. Right. So no. I, I try and do that. Wait, every, what does he, what does he text you? Uh, it's usually a passage from, from like the big book or, or it could just be words of wisdom or it's just, it's just something to start your day. Dude. Five, so seven months ago. So yesterday I got a text from somebody yeah. who's been texting me weekly Seven months ago, he was strung out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up, God had it organized that I was supposed to work with him and figure this out. And we, we, some stuff happened in a really great way very quickly. Yeah. And, and this guy who's, I'm seven years, he's seven months. And he's feeding my spirit on a daily basis when I'm off because he sends me a gratitude list. Oh, that's great. Because it's so fresh for him. So this morning I looked down and I almost got annoyed uh, when he started it. Cause I'm like, dude, you just got sober. Chill yeah. out. Who are you? Stop telling me what to be grateful for. Right. You're at the asshole. Why am I not on this list? Right. Okay. Yeah, you know, right. like all, right. all of that shit. <laughs> you know, and I still have some resentment, I guess. I clearly, cause I've never been on a fucking list. I'm like, what? You wouldn't be doing this list. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's the part that there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. It's constant. But, um, but the, the coolest part, and to your point is the gift of, of me not realizing he's getting me back on track and helping me. I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I try, I don't, I I do it probably four days a week um, where I, so I like stoicism. So maybe I'll, I'll read like the daily stoic and I'll read a couple pages of it. And I will send that and it start off, you know, one person just going back to the same guy. And now it's that, that list has grown. And no matter what happens, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm not even into it at all. Like I'm literally just going through the motions. Like I'm like, I feel like crap. Let me just, yeah, okay, this one's good. I took a picture, I sent it <laughs> off to five people. But at least I did something. 
any um so that's one and well, and you, it sounds like you, and it sounds like you did it consistently. Regard, it's it's about the consistency, regardless of the the amount of uh, buy-in in that particular moment. Yes, or or the the reaction from the people. You know, the first, that, first that, yeah, oh yeah. When oh, I yeah. first started doing it, I'm like, what, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I took time to send that, and I got nothing. It doesn't. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm happy to say I'm past that. I don't. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if, if there were, if that well, phone well, line had been. Teach me your ways on that one day, Sensei, because I'm the young grasshopper that's still like, what the hell? It's been 10 minutes and I have two likes. Oh, no, no, no. That's a whole other can of worms. Uh, that, that, that is, that, we can get, we can get into that where, you know, that's, that we're, I think we're cut out, cut out of the same piece of wood when it comes to that. But, um, I, and then the other, the other one, it, is it so if I do if it sounds cliche, but if I, I I got I got some breath work thing I do and when I do it, I feel good, right? It's not it's not that instantaneous. And this is I think this is the tricky part about habits. The bad ones you feel good like that. Like that and you you feel good. The ones that are the good habits, mm. it's that return on life investment shirt you got on. It's that, it, it, and and for anyone listening, uh, uh, Wes is wearing wearing a, a, a shirt. It's got O, I'm excuse me, R O L I, and it's return on life investment. So it's that takes long, a lo- much longer time. Um, but the the fruits of that are, uh, well, they're a lot better than the the fruits you're going to get from uh, drinking and smoking crack. Dude, you undercomplicated it uh, from a formula standpoint. Like you really did. You're saying, look, bad habit, quick fix, longer term joy that we all want. Although when we hear longer term, that makes it feel as though it's not, it couldn't be good. Like you're like, what are you talking? It's like, because we want Christmas today. Yeah. and it, um, it, That's crazy though, but keep going. Yeah, sorry. No, no. And, the, and it's a confidence See, I think I, I lacked, continue to lack confidence and a confidence that comes in, that comes from doing these little things that don't have a quick return over time like compound interest. It's like yeah. that, that person that just goes to, the, you know, they say they post something and they just, they don't look at it for the next five weeks to see what type of interaction it got. Well, that person has a sense of confidence that it's like, uh, it's so fucking foreign to me. And I, but I, uh, me too, dude. <laughs> I've tried that. <laughs> right, right. I'm back. I'm back 20 minutes later. Oh, yeah. Compromising myself because I, uh, my ego or, or, or lack of confidence needs that validation. But, um, it's so, so crazy. Yeah, it's so we're, crazy. Nuts. we're nuts. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are. We're a little bit nuts and we're not because we talk about being a little nuts. Yes. Yeah, everyone else is. They're just. Hey, now we're like, we're complaining. Now we're going to tell you how much better we are because of how much crazier we are and how much aware we are crazy than you are. That's hey, why we're better. That's right. We're better. We're because we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it. You won't, you sheep. <laughs> sheep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, oh, man, hey, this, this, yeah, I could go, I can go on forever. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you, let you do your thing, man. And, and I, mean, I, I, I could sit around and talk about this shit literally all day long. I love well, these conversations. Yeah, me too. Me too. And just to, just to bring it home on the business, but to know that like all of these conversations and, you know, I, I'll probably get in trouble that I didn't deliver the way I was supposed to on this podcast. 
mm, in terms yeah. of like the cadence of talking about my story, then the product, and then all the impact, and then where to buy it. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm gonna. I, I want to optimize the message to the masses, but not to the point to where I feel the inauthenticity that I've felt most of my life. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, my head and heart aren't aligned, and I can't do it. Well, I'm you gonna know? do it. I'm going to do it in the intro and I'm going to do it on the way out and in the show notes. Oh, oh I didn't say I wasn't going to do it. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, oh, see, that that's part of the entrepreneur in me that says, hey, there it is. This is the way I want to be. Now I'm going to show you how I'm going to be. Okay, I, okay. Need you to see, I need to see how many likes or I need to tell you that I did fold your laundry without you. Okay? You need to know that I did and I took my fucking time. I hate folding laundry. Right. No, um, well, you know, so clean cause, we're sparkling yerba mate. I like to say we're better caffeine. That is our product. Um, we're sold than 15,000 locations across the country. Um, we are, um, you, can, you can buy it online, obviously, on cleancause.com or at Amazon. And, um, you know, if you don't drink caffeine, don't buy it and just send us some good vibes. I mean, at the end of the day, um, again, I just want to re- reiterate, you know, Clean Cause and Wes, not, we're not the solution. Um, but we're going to be part of one. Yeah. So, um, so raise a can of clean. If you can cheers to that, even if you're not going to drink it, but you know, we do have a can with the plan. We have the right people. Um, the, the hearts are aligned. And to me, we can only screw this up um, by, by uh, compromising the integrity of the give back because West will screw up. <laughs> and, and you will screw up, okay. and everybody on on this listening will screw up. Um, what are the things that are non-negotiable because they affect too many other people? And for me, it's one of those. It's our give back. It's that the people I want people to know that like we're doing what we say we're doing, and when they buy that, we have a commitment to follow through with, and we are, and we will continue to do that. And no, we're not perfect, but we're going to let you know when we screw up, and we'll make it right as quick as possible. Um, and if they're allowing us to have that, just that little piece of grace to know that we're not perfect, but we're moving towards wanting the greatest solution, whatever that is, yeah. then join us and then be that way with us. It's okay. You're not going to be perfect and we're okay with that. So um, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. And, and all of the conversation is always helpful, but also just to spread your message, my message, mine has to be specific about addiction, but it's just mine. Again, we're all struggling with something. And so um, whatever I was able to share that could be helpful to people out there. Um, I, I hope, I hope there was some stuff. So dude, it's, you know, you, you talk about being authentic and um, knowing if somebody's being authentic and, and everything about that is, is 100%. So I love it. I love the idea of what you're doing. I love that it came to fruition because it's these crazy ideas that, that you think, ah, oh, that's not going to work. And when it actually comes through, it shows everybody else like, ah, oh, dude, anything's possible. Like, you know what it will do too, is it will vindicate your spirit. Mm. And, and what happens is, is that when you remove and just say, Hey, this isn't about everyone else. This is about ownership of my life, and my own values that I'm saying, I believe. What if I actually made my decisions based on those values and I did not compromise? And then you, you say, oh, but I, but I won't get X, Y, or Z what I want. And what happens is, is you do. Mm. You do because the joy you have by investing in something that takes a little longer, that has a little longer return on your life is the one that feels and gives like beyond belief 
you know, it's on, un, it's unreal. Like, um, I just, I, I, my life is unreal. Again, I, I'm a, I'm a person in recovery, uh, from alcohol and drug addiction. And we only have one stinking life and I've been an opportunity to use my story for good. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, you asked, how do you want to be remembered? Or you didn't ask that. I said, that's a question I asked myself. So it's a scary, it's a hard one, you know? And to me, my big one is, you know, these two dudes right here, my two boys that, they will not be ashamed um, that I, whatever I did in my life, that was in quotes bad, but, but we'll, we'll celebrate and be proud of what I did to bounce back. And, um, you know, and I, I, I think we'll extend that to other people in that grace, you know. I've said it on here a ton of times that if there's a lesson, it's that your kids can look at you and know all of the bad stuff. But the power in that is knowing that there's 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 an alternative because for most people, I mean, statistics will show that that once they're in that that position, that's it, man, that is it. Um, and when when people realize that that's it's not a death sentence, that there is an alternative way of living, and and there's a path to get there. And when, this is an exciting time, I think, in the world of recovery. You may not hear about it on the news. Uh, because you're going to only hear about the people that are dying, and that is that is a real thing. Uh, but there's there's a doors opening up in the world of recovery that are really, I think, I think we're um, unprecedented times. Yes. No question that I think you're dead on the desire and need for purpose or peace or whatever we want to call it has never been so in our faces, and that's something I think we all are willing to to say the purpose word without having to say the Bible, like going, no, 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 guys, we really are getting a line that this is way bigger than a 401k and a a house in the mountains and a vacation every spring break with our kids. Wait a minute. What the hell's going on here? It's exciting. It's unfortunate as we both know, in terms of uh, the timing of everything that's happened, I would never wish that, but you know, that cliche or that adage, it is darkest before the freaking dawn. And if you, if you want to feel the highs of life when you've been the lowest that's how it's done because the contrast the distance is so much greater so i like to tell people in recovery dude you've been given a gift to feel life to like that's insane level and it's like and you were chosen in quotes to be someone who went through shit to experience the fruit of life that much greater and i know people are non-addicts going you're just spinning up some bullshit hey that's fine but for me i know it's absolutely real because i know how all my other normie friends live and they have good lives but i can tell you it's more of a line that's just straight and and there's the, the frequency is not, is, is not that great. I, I want to feel life though, too. I want to feel the joys and the pains, but the joys, but only able to at that degree because of the pains that we went through and got, and anybody gets to experience that because we all have shit. And I just, I'm grateful for mine that it was so pronounced and happened in a way that didn't enable me to drift by and blend in for the rest of my life without having the opportunity to like dig deeper on these, these bigger questions that, that we're forced to ask and forced to answer, um, considering the nature of our, our, um, habit. And so, um, dude, I'm, it's not happy horseshit when I say that I'm super grateful yeah. because I, I get to wake up every day, like full of purpose 
in in a purposeless uh, you know world that many people feel. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. It, you have the greatest gift if you can find purpose. Yeah, I had a guy on here, and he's he's become a good friend of mine, and and he's everything he's pushing, and it's something I've adopted within the the, the nonprofit is it's 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 connection it's purpose and it's challenge. If you have those three things, you're connected, you have a purpose and you have something that's challenging you. That's bringing out that, that something in you. Um, well, dude, that's why we're here. That's why we're, that's what we're doing. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Let's, 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 I hope we collaboratively have helped inspire people to, to really look for that purpose and, and, and one thing I like to say about purpose, just one thing, it's interesting, and about addiction in particular or bad habits, you're like, well, I don't know what recovery looks like, or I don't know what good habits look like, Well, and I don't know what my purpose is. Well, I'll say this. You know what addiction looks like. You know what bad decisions look like, and you do know uh, things that are not your purpose. Yeah, I'm convinced of that. So by default, just don't do those things as you walk through. And by default, in the process of elimination, you are closer to your calling, whatever that may be. Yeah. Start there, undercomplicated. Just don't do the things you know you're not supposed to do instead of sitting there explaining and complaining how you don't understand your purpose. Well, you're going closer when you're not doing the things you're not supposed to do. And we're yeah, all yeah, aligned yeah, on that. Yeah, That's, yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Wes. I, I'm looking forward to maybe us chatting again. I'll hit you up. I'm, I'm out in Austin sometimes, man. I'll definitely for sure hit you up. Okay, cool. Well, hey, one thing I'd like to, um, and you can you can nix this from the, the thing if you don't want to, if you want to be selfish. No, I'm kidding. But I was getting, you're like, what? You're calling me selfish. Um, I, I want to extend the opportunity to your listeners to get 25% off uh, of their first purchase. Okay. Um, if they're a first time customer online at cleancause.com, they just put in a code that will be the acronym of your show, which is C O H consequence of habit, but it's just C O H and they'll get 25% off of, at the, the checkout. And um, again, if you don't drink drinks, that's cool. Send us some good vibes. It will be in there, brother. All right. All right, man. I appreciate you. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Take care of us. All right, that's it for me. I'm going to go take a nap. Uh, huge thanks to Wes Hurt from Clean Cause Beverages. Um, this guy's got my brain spinning. That is a thought-provoking conversation. I, I, I couldn't imagine being around this guy all day long. I mean, I'm sure it'd be great. I'm not, I, don't say, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, uh, he, well, he's intense. He's intense and he's thought-provoking. All right. I hope you guys all have a great week. I'll catch you guys all next week. 